0: Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of the Good Works Podcast. This has been a really tough month, so we're going to talk about something a little different today. We're going to talk about how to soften our communities. And instead of telling you what we're looking forward to, this week, if you listen all the way to the end, we're going to talk about how we're coping. Hey, Sarah. Hey, how are you? Ah. Uh, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: That's a generalized answer. Here. Yeah.
0: So we're talking today, we're coming together and talking um, in the wake of not one, actually not two, but three mass shootings um, and two that have hit really close to home in two different ways, um, just to listeners to catch you up d- depending on where you've been, Um there was a shooting in Buffalo at a grocery store, and in that situation, the shooter drove directly through our community. He, he drove from Broome County to Buffalo, and that took him directly through the Southern Tier, the area where we are in the area where we serve. And we've been reeling from that, um, but then there was a shooting at a church in California. Followed by an elementary school shooting, and elementary school shootings hit very differently. So we are now learning about 19 young young people that were killed by a shooter in Texas. Um, there's not much we can add to the conversation if you're on social media, if you've been following the news, it's dominating every every space. And so uh, today, what we're going to talk about is something. Related, And it's how to soften our community. And the reason I'm using the word soften is in direct response to the concept of hardening schools. Mm-hmm. After a shooting, there's often a call to harden schools. That means more security, things like uh, metal detectors, yep, arming fewer teachers. arming teachers, mm-hmm. fewer entrances, uh, creating, you know, essentially like li- little fortresses mm-hmm. rather than open spaces for education. Right. Today we're going to push back at that and talk about softening. Softening means instead of making our our spaces hard and frightening, making them soft and inviting and loving. Yeah. Um, so, Sarah, how are you?
1: Um, I don't know, honestly.
0: Yeah. Like, um, kind of like
1: taking a day by day as the information comes in and settles, and you know, mm-hmm. you do everything you. You you can do as a person to process the information. Yeah, um, it's just really awful. That's all I can say. Yeah, just really really awful.
0: And How I think you? I think about you. Uh, same yeah. same. I think about I think about your son mm-hmm. who will be starting high school soon. Yeah, um, and my daughter who's finishing high school and has made it this far mm-hmm. safely. I I don't take that for granted. Um, Isn't
1: that a ridiculous? Yeah. and a horrible thought like yeah or or like a you, you're being thankful for the fact that your daughter has made it mm-hmm. through high school unscathed by gun violence yep like this is the world that we're in right now
0: and i worry for your son starting mm-hmm. high school yep. um another staff member here has two little girls one in kindergarten mm-hmm. and uh knowing she had to bring her to school this week after this news right. and walk her in and and find the space in her brain to leave her daughter there
1: right, right. Um, and then all the teachers that we know
0: so right? many because teachers this
1: community <laughs> yes is full of teachers runs on uh, teachers right in a lot of ways for sure and just what they are um
0: what they're feeling on on a day-to-day mm-hmm. basis so there isn't much we can do as individuals when it comes to guns, right? Those are things that are made, the policies, decisions made at a national level, even at a state level. And not that that's not crucial. And I don't mean to imply that And that's, voting.
1: You and know, voting, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but what we want to focus on today is what are the things we can do individually in order to, to make our community safer? And Something that um, the two shootings I mentioned directly uh, at the beginning have in common are shooters that were eighteen year old boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one did have some red flags in his in his history, the other did not. Right. What we want to talk about is the things that our communities can do so that people, particularly eighteen year old boys mm-hmm. don 't feel so alienated and aren 't so vulnerable. Right vulnerable to messaging around gun culture mm-hmm. or messaging around white supremacy. Right. Um, we know that the, the elementary school shooting, there was no racist motive there, but the others there were. Right. Um, and so what can we do, Sarah? Talk to us about some of the things that happen in our community that do help, particularly young boys. Let's talk maybe ages 10 to 18.
1: Right. Um, so some of the things that I think about, the the wonderful things that we have in our community are youth programming. Yeah. Um we are blessed in in really every county that we serve to mm-hmm. have some really incredible after school programs either in school or outside of school, you know, standalone nonprofit organizations who are um providing really excellent opportunities for boys and girls, but yeah. um not only recreational types of things, but like, you know, bringing in um speakers and guests and things like that to work on all sorts of topics related to being a kid and growing up and vulnerability and mental health, um, and expressing yourself in different ways. So, um, I think those are, those are things that, um, we're lucky to have, um, but that we shouldn't also, we shouldn't take it for granted.
0: That's right. That We
1: have them. We have to keep supporting them in, you know, every way that we can, either by volunteering or, um, Donating, yeah, money, time, you know, whatever it might be.
0: But. Right, there really is a youth center that covers almost every part of our commu- mm-hmm. community. When I mean the, the the Southern Finger Lakes as a whole, mm-hmm. because there are youth centers in Hornell, Bath, Addison, Corning, Horseheads uh several in Elmira several several in Elmira and Mm -hmm. these are drop-in programs they're free Mm -hmm. many of them serve dinner and in addition to all the formal programming they also provide young people a chance to create relationships outside of school with each other and with adults they can trust
1: right right so they're not you know they don't have to go home yeah and be alone um until their parent comes home from work or, you know, whatever the situa- situation might be, there's, you know, they can make connections, they can be mm-hmm. connected to their community. Oftentimes, um, youth programming has a whole community service component. Yeah. Um, and we know through research that when an individual volunteers or feels connected to their community, they're less likely to mm-hmm. engage in XYZ, you
0: know, types that, of is, behaviors. that is so true. That's mm-hmm. something if we were to deep do a deep dive into these shooters, we would probably see a real lack of community connection. Yeah. Another space that's important are youth sports. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm looking at. Keeps him busy. A baseball mom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Absolutely. It does keep him busy. Yeah. And we have so many sports, I think we think of the big ones, like your baseball and your football, but it's interesting when you dig in, there's rugby out there mm-hmm. and swimming and archery. fencing, okay. archery, right. yeah. um, pretty much if you can think of a sport, BMX, golf. bike racing, golf, right. there's yeah. a youth sport that component is. of yeah. that sport right. and all of those programs exist and Pretty much all of them also have financial aid available yes, yes. and sliding fee scale or any number of ways to make those programs mm-hmm. accessible to families, kind of regardless of income. Right. Um, and I was thinking they need more resources, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's something else I just wanted to, to talk about is we could go all day listing programming for youth. Sure. But the fact is, every one of these programs needs financial support and volunteers. Volunteers,
1: I was just saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's the yeah.
0: same couple of parents all the time, at every game, mm-hmm. at every meeting, the same parents in the PTA, the same parents um, coaching.
1: Coaching, yeah. Yeah.
0: Everyone. And it's hard. It is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Everyone yeah. could plug in in the community. You don't even need to be a parent. Mm-hmm. In fact, non-parents can play a huge role in young people's lives. So if you're listening to this and thinking, I am so sick over these shootings, what can I do? You could reach out to a youth program in your neighborhood or something that interests you, a sport maybe you played when you were younger, and say, I want to help. I want to volunteer. I want to volunteer my time. I'm going to get involved. Those programs will grow and become more powerful if more adults pay attention to and give them the resources they need.
1: Yeah. That reminds me of um, the Be The One campaign. Yes. That started a few years ago, and I can't remember if it started from, um, you know, a a school violence sort of event. Um, I shouldn't say event. But there are so many. There are so many. (laughs) Right. Um, And the Be The One campaign um, talks about this collective responsibility that Mm -hmm. we all have, you know, with every issue in the community, you know, poverty and healthcare and so forth but gun violence is one of the one of the mm-hmm. you know really critical um things that we all have a responsibility in trying to prevent yeah um, so it's whether you're a parent or a grandparent or not a parent um you know that we have this responsibility to to notice and to be involved in kids on our street and, you know, kids playing in the town hall, you know, just to, to hopefully be that one person that notices, you know, something that kid needs to be spoken to, you know, Mm -hmm. let's, I want to find out more about that one, you know, what is, what's going on with them? I'm worried about them. I'm worried about them. Exactly. Um, and then you never know that one conversation could completely Mm
0: -hmm. turn that, you
1: know, that young
0: person's life around. So if you're listening and thinking, I would love to volunteer, but I can't because my workplace doesn't allow me that time, my shifts don't allow me that time, what I would love to do is encourage you to reach out to us here at the Community Foundation at info@communityfund.org. Mm-hmm. You can find that at our website, too. And let us know how we can help you. If you work for a major employer and you wish there were more opportunities to volunteer and you would like for HR to support that, Mm -hmm. let us help you reach out to them. If you work in a space that just doesn't seem to respect community needs, Mm -hmm. let us know. Let Mm -hmm. us help you reach out to your employer Mm -hmm. because the truth is if we want to have a great community – we have to all pitch in. And I think there are some employers that, that are great, mm-hmm. honestly, and that mm-hmm. encourage their employees to volunteer and provide a space. And then others that are much more reluctant. Right. We can't say that. We, we can't allow that anymore.
1: Right. No, we can't. No.
0: Everyone the has to have skin is in this. The too
1: dire. <laughs> it is
0: too dire. Yeah. For us to prevent a school shooting here in the Finger Lakes, we have to engage every young person in some kind of quality programming and quality relationships with people they trust. Right. That's our only real prevention. Right. Not, not a metal detector.
1: Not putting it on the responsibility of the potential victims.
0: Right. Not a bulletproof yep. backpack. Right. Not another drill that traumatizes young people. <laughs> okay. None of that. The adults right. in this community need to step up and step in and help take care of all of these kids. Exactly. Yeah. So that email, again, is info at communityfund.org. Let us help you help the community. Mm -hmm. And if you're a parent and you're hearing this and you're thinking, I've always wanted my child to be more engaged in, say, a sport, but we really haven't been able to find the money for that, Mm -hmm. reach out to us too. We know where all the buckets of money are. So if you have an aspiring golfer or fencer or volleyball player, reach out to us we will help you connect with funding for the that equipment or those fees or those camps we will help you absolutely okay yeah all right so sarah how have you been coping with this news
1: um well i've been trying to do a lot of the things um you know self-care types of things yeah walks with the dogs and um conversations with my son obviously he's 14 so um it's very real for him um in school as it is for, you know, every student yeah. <laughs> that's in a school. Um, really looking forward to this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. It's yeah. the first baseball tournament, so it's a sport thing, but mm-hmm. baseball tournament of the travel baseball season. So um yeah, I think th- that will offer some some good positive positivity in, you know, in the yeah. midst of everything. So How about you?
0: Similar. I've definitely nestled in with my little family and my daughter a lot, talked a lot about this, um, looked for ways to try to be helpful, but also looked for ways just to unplug and have fun and and breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything has been tainted by this. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you. Um, I'm looking forward to a a three-day weekend, Memorial Day weekend, to... To relax a bit. Um, my daughter and I were having a bake sale tomorrow for choice. <laughs> um, that's a whole other topic for another day. Um, <laughs> but um, mostly trying to find that balance between reading the news, staying informed, and when I know that I need to stop and I need to unplug mm. a little bit. And yes. I have a hard time with that balance yes. like most people do. So I'm um, trying to put that phone down and put on my sneakers and get outside.
1: Yes. Let's just listen to some music. Yes. Don't scroll on social media. <laughs> Stay away from it for a little
0: while. That's right. That news alert will be Mm -hmm. there the next time you're ready to process that. Try to find the time in the day when it's the healthiest for me to read that. Uh, Again, because I don't want to run away from it. It's real and I need to understand what's happening. But making sure that I'm also taking care of myself and most importantly, the people I love. Right. Absolutely. So I think I'll also be thinking about what more I can do for Mm -hmm. young people um, as some of my experiences, or you know, some of the roles I play are winding down as my daughter's graduating, and now it's time for me to think about new roles in mentorship or new roles at a, a volunteer at a youth center. I need to think through how can I be helpful. I now have time and a chance to maybe engage with middle schoolers, right. yeah. and I need to do that.
1: Yeah, I think that's just the last thing that I would say is that I would be hopeful that people don't forget. You know, we have these events, these things, these awful things, these tragedies that happen. And, um, most of us are very hyper-focused and sensitive on what's happened. And then, you know, the days go by and we process and we move on and stuff. Um, and some things are, you know, some people keep working on the issue, but then a lot of people just forget because of the day-to-day. You know, you get lost in your life and everything that's going on, but, um... Until the next one happens, yeah. And and as we know, like just in this year, there's been I think there's now 28 um, shootings. Um, I just really hope we
0: do what we need to do mm-hmm. to prevent another one. So listeners, don't don't give up. Mm-hmm. It's time to take action and take action right in your neighborhood. Yeah. And between now and God forbid the next time, which unfortunately seems inevitable. Take some steps so that the next time you feel these feelings from a fresh new tragedy, you can say to yourself, I'm taking action. Yeah. So, thank you all for listening to this darker, deeper, scarier version of the Good Works podcast. We really appreciate being in community with you. And until next time.